I want people to envision two scenarios. Number one is a scenario where you've started this business, you've put your heart and soul into it, and you come back to the home environment and it's not supportive. Your spouse isn't a big fan of what you're doing and what that looks like because you can spend your working day in a really big portion of that day can be doubting what your what your choices are. So when you come home to a home environment, you begin to think of like, did I make the right choice? Welcome to Finding Your Venture. This is episode 19, and it's got two parts. The first part, you're gonna learn about Perla Specialty Coffee Roasters from Miami, Florida. We're gonna hear from Chris Nolte, who's one of the founders. And in part two, Chris is gonna talk about the ways that your personal life intersect with your professional life. As much as we try to keep those two things separate, it's impossible. And in both arenas, your happiness and success rely a lot on the quality of the relationships that you have. So it's really important to figure out who you wanna let into your little world. Putting this episode together, I thought so much about how grateful I am for my work spouse, Duncan, and my actual spouse, Laura. They're just great influences on me. They bring positive energy. And without them, I'm not sure how much of anything I've done would have been possible. So let's start with part one, learn a little bit about Pearl Specialty Roasters, and take it away, Chris. My name is Chris Nolte. I'm the founder and managing partner of Perla Specialty Roasters. We're a Miami-based specialty coffee roaster. We started in the end of 2015, and I started the business with Paul Massard, who is a college friend that I met freshman year 2001 at the University of Miami Business School. And it started off uh, over a birthday text. So he sent me a text on my birthday in 2015. From that text, we started talking about entrepreneurship and business. And at the time, he had taken the coffee route. So everything in coffee from sourcing, roasting, everything. And I was more in the sales and marketing route. And at the time of that conversation, uh, I was in medical sales that I had been in for about uh, six years. So it was a, a good conversation. And it just started very casually and then soon migrated over to the prospects of starting your own business and starting our own business. And uh, you know, both of our fathers were entrepreneurs. My wife is a, a pretty successful entrepreneur in her own right. And uh, so yeah, it was a, a very organic conversation that, that really grew into something that took place on a nightly basis at the time he was in Hawaii and managing coffee farms out there. So from a, a simplicity of uh, creating a business plan and having those conversations, it was nice because the end of my time and my day on the East Coast was the beginning of his time and his day in Hawaii. So it was a good back and forth that that really came together in the, the form of a business plan. And ultimately, both of us quitting our jobs, him re relocating to Miami. And in December of 2015, we celebrated our, our first roast as Perla Specialty Roasters. I think just about everybody has thought about starting a business with a friend before. So what made Paul and Chris a good match to actually go out and do it? I like to tell people that they should look at their partnerships as a puzzle. And you try not to overlap too many pieces of that puzzle when you're starting your company. The great thing with, with Paul and I, in addition to being friends since we were 18 years old, is that we have complementary personalities. I'm very much the more outgoing A type. He's the more reserved B type. My strengths are sales and marketing. His strengths are more as far as development and, and roasting and operational 
so it's a good harmonious relationship. And I think that the weaknesses that I've seen in other companies tend to come from the fact that those puzzle pieces overlap each other too much. Okay, so this is making sense. We've got a couple of friends from college. They're gaining some good experience out in the world. They have complementary skill sets and they decide to go out and start a business. Let's hear a little bit about how they found who their customers are and gain some traction in the market. We started off in, in true startup form. We started off at the Coral Gables Farmers Market, which is a small city that is very close to, to where we roast, but they have a three-month farmer's market and our winter time, which is some of the best weather during the year down here. And so from January through March, we started the operation serving espresso, selling coffee, building the brand that way. We bootstrapped everything. We have no investors. Everything was personal investment from the roasting equipment down to the initial order of green coffee. Everything was was really bootstrapped. You know, I'll never forget calling my wife, one of the first few weeks that we were at the Coral Gables Farmer's Market, and we met the executive chef of the Ritz-Carlton South Beach. And uh, so we had a great conversation there. And it really was eye-opening as far as what they were looking for and you know their emphasis that they were putting on finding and procuring uh, local products or craft products, something to kind of add personality to each property that they have. And so I, I think that that's, uh, that helped to mold what we would eventually go after from a customer standpoint. So we really focused on, uh, and we, we continue to focus on high-end hotels, restaurants, coffee shops, really any place that puts a, a big value on curating the most high-end items on their menu. Chris and Paul have done a great job finding their customer, creating a brand, and growing Perla's business. But doing that has required a lot of trust because neither one of them knows how to do everything. Paul's focus has been the product, and he knows coffee on a very deep level. Chris focuses on sales and marketing without that same background in the industry. I would consider myself the coffee outsider. My only exposure to coffee prior to talking about starting the business was bad coffee. And that's what I tell people even to this day that our biggest competition is bad coffee. So I had a, a perception in my mind what coffee was, what coffee was supposed to taste like. And it was a really eye-opening experience whenever I was researching the business and looking at what the opportunity was. I, I like to tell people that especially coffee runs parallel to craft beer, except for the fact that it's basically seven to 10 years behind that curve. So it was easy to, to see what was going on in the craft beer scene, the positive momentum toward people asking about the sourcing of products, asking about freshness, wanting to know more of the story of the farmers that we source from. So it, it was a pretty good time from a coffee standpoint. Here in Miami, there's not a ton of coffee uh, roasters that we can compete against. And we compete uh, a lot of cases uh, against Cuban coffee, which is basically pretty bad coffee with a lot of sugar added to it. So we, we love the Miami market, and and but it's also nice because we there, there's plenty of opportunity and as it relates to restaurants, as it relates to hotels, as it relates to obviously population size and density down here in South Florida. So here's where Chris and I started talking a little bit more about our personal lives and the way that your most important personal relationships start to impact your ability to be successful at work. It's never discussed that a lot of your success or failure in business will have a lot to do with what your home environment look like, looks like. Entrepreneurship is not easy. There's not an hour that goes by with significant elements of self-doubt involved. 
you're constantly second guessing because there's no middle management. There's no VP. There's no CEO that are making calls above you to say, hey, you need to be doing this. And, and this is how we're going to implement it. Like this is all on you. So it's a constant mental wrestling match that you have with yourself. And I want people to envision two scenarios. Number one is a scenario where you've started this business, you've put your heart and soul into it, and you come back to the, the home environment and it's not supportive. Your spouse isn't a big fan of what you're doing. Your spouse is really doesn't have a, a high element of, of risk tolerance and what that looks like. Because you can spend your working day in a really big, a really big portion of that day can be doubting what your, what your choices are. So when you come home to a home environment, you begin to think of like, did I make the right choice? And then you've got a spouse that's like, well, you know, like you shouldn't be doing this. The, the corporate world is so much more uh, stable and, you know, stable paycheck. And, and especially in the beginning, like you're probably not going to be making a lot of money. Having that compared to a home environment that I was fortunately able to experience with my wife, who was an entrepreneur herself, who had, you know, worked for uh, the family business that her father started from literally nothing. You know, having that support that goes along with it, I personally think made a huge, huge difference because there is nothing better than being able to go home to my wife and and running through, hey, this is what happened today. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you think I should do in this specific uh, scenario with this customer? And and just having that, you know, board of directors, if you will, that's that's in your house that that you trust wholly. And and so I think that that's having that support element in place is so, so valuable. And I think that that's something that even prior to marriage, if you have any inkling that you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be asking yourself that question, like, will my spouse be supportive of what I want to do? And I think that that really determines a lot of success or failure that entrepreneurs experience because you know, like there's enough going against you just in the marketplace in general. And then you come home every night and you wake up every morning to that same amount of doubt. It's not a good experience to, to really take part in. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that I think applies not just in entrepreneurship, but to everybody. There's that quote where we're all the average of the five people we spend the most amount of time with. So everybody, myself included, needs to remember to be really careful and selective about who you allow into that inner circle because it has huge implications into what you're able to do with your life. Hey, before we go, I want you to hear about something really cool that Pearl is going to be doing in the next year. And if you're going to be in London, you definitely need to check this out. About a year and a half ago, there was a gentleman that approached us that wanted to open a coffee plus exotic car concept in Newbury, UK, which is right outside London. And, you know, I, I'd always dreamed of, of having an international company, but never even dreamed that it would come, you know, four years into business. This gentleman is a, is a collector of exotic cars, Ferraris, Aston Martins, you know, everything from, from the brand new to the classics. So I think to be able to tie that element in as a, as a showroom plus coffee roasting operation plus coffee shop will be very, very unique. I've definitely not seen anything like that 
in the world. And so I think that just from like a, a cool factor that it brings to the brand, it, looking back on, on, on your childhood, like what American boy didn't like fast cars and race cars and things like that. So it's really, really cool to be able to, to tie those things together. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're really excited for that. Can you even imagine how incredible it's going to smell in there? Coffee roasting and exotic cars. So given that I'm definitely going to go, I asked Chris what I should order when I get there. I guess it depends on, on what you like. I, I generally point people in the direction of our dark roast blend. I'm a big cold brew drinker. That may not be too big in, in Michigan when you're in January and February, but that's something that is definitely big down here. Those are the two coffees that I'm a big fan of, but then, then of course, espresso. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I think espresso is definitely the right call. Hey, Chris, thanks a lot for sharing your stories about relationships, both personally and professionally, and helping us think about how to find the right partners in business and in life. We're officially halfway through season two of the Finding Your Venture podcast. If you like this stuff and want to have more conversations around it, we just started a LinkedIn community. You can Google Finding Your Venture on LinkedIn, join the group. That group's gonna start having monthly Zoom calls to take a look at startups founded by alumni from the course. And we're even gonna start funding some of them. Thanks as always to Grammatic for the theme music and the Center for Academic Innovation for underwriting support.